Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hello and welcome to episode number 56 of the Familypreneur podcast. This is a really special episode because this is our first ever Family Friday episode. So typically our podcast for the past year has launched every Wednesday with a new interview and we explore familypreneur balance, right? Or what balance looks like in the home of another familypreneur. Some of those episodes focus a little more heavily on entrepreneurship or business, and some of those episodes focus more heavily on family. What we're testing right now is changing the format of the Familypreneur podcast just a little bit. We are going to keep those Wednesday interviews that you've grown to love, and I absolutely love doing them too. But we're going to add a short episode on Fridays and a short episode on Mondays. So like I said, today's the first Friday episode, and I love alliteration. So it is Family Friday. And we are going to talk about my seven-year-old daughter and her YouTube channel. So the topic of a YouTube channel has come up a few times in my house. My kids are big YouTube addicts, right? I'm sure a lot of the parents out there can relate to me on that one. And my seven-year-old has been adamant that she wanted to have her own YouTube channel. So as a family, we decided that we were going to allow that. You know, we're all about entrepreneurship, and we can definitely see how um, a YouTuber qualifies as an entrepreneur. There's monetization opportunities and things like that. And of course, just the experience. So we told her that that was, that that was okay. That was good. And she decided that she wanted her channel to focus on Roblox. Now, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even 100% know what Roblox was, but I do know what Minecraft is. In as much as I've heard of Minecraft, but at the time I hadn't yet heard of Roblox. Roblox is a similar, like graphic wise, it's similar. It looks similar to Minecraft. It's those like square pixel bit, I don't know, something bit type of graphics, 8 bit maybe. Anyhow, also not a big video gamer in case you can't tell. But Alana loves Roblox, and she loves watching other kids play Roblox. So that's what she decided she wanted to form her YouTube channel around. And it went really well. In her first week, she recorded, well, she recorded like one episode a day for five days. And then she kind of backed off a little bit, like most of us do, right? She, she was super ambitious in the beginning. And then she slowed down a little bit. And she was releasing an episode every, 
I don't know, three or four days. And then pretty soon it was every week. And then she stopped. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit. Because in the beginning, we were so excited for her and we really threw ourselves into encouraging her. So we designed cover art for her YouTube channel. We printed out business cards for her with her own custom domain. So you could go to alana.tv and it would redirect to her YouTube channel. She even brought in, she knew how many kids were in her class, and she brought in a business card for every student in her class and asked the teacher if she could pass them out to the whole class because she really wanted all of her friends to be able to go and follow her on YouTube. Now, I kind of love this whole process because I am kind of late to the video game, which is kind of funny, right? Because by trade, like the the job that keeps my lights on, if you will, is marketing for me, is Facebook marketing. And I'm always encouraging my clients to use video, use video, use video. And if you don't have video, get out your phone and go live. But it's like the cobbler's kid, right? What is that quote? The cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? Because the cobbler is too busy making shoes for everybody else. And I feel like that's true for me too. I'm so busy managing my clients and encouraging my clients to produce video so that we can market them effectively that I don't always take the time to produce video for myself. So my YouTube channel, it was pretty pitiful. I want to say I had like a whopping 15 maybe subscribers and they were really just my friends and colleagues and people who were subscribing to be nice because I didn't have a really solid strategy. Now, Alana, on the other hand, started off very focused and she was putting her content up there regularly. And yes, a lot of her subscribers were family or people that she knew from school, but she was starting to build up fans. And she quickly made it past 15. So like she surpassed me, which goes to show you, right? When you've got that motivation and that determination, when you're seven starting a YouTube channel, you can really make things happen. So why did she stop? I couldn't figure it out. At that point, I called her into my office and I I asked her, I said, why, why have you stopped making videos for YouTube? Like, do you, do you still like doing it? And she looked at me and she said, yeah, you know, I, I still like it. So I asked her why she stopped and her answer made me smile. She said, well, mom, I've got 16 subscribers. And I said, yeah, you know, that's great. Like, you're getting started, but you're off to a good start. And she looked at me and she says, right, but those 16 people are all counting on me. They're watching me play Roblox, and I don't want to die in Roblox and disappoint them. And then it was just like it hit me with a ton of bricks. She wasn't discouraged because she only had 16 followers. She was intimidated. She was nervous because she had 16 followers. 
because she had 16 people watching her videos, cheering her on and counting on her to perform to be the best that she could be in this game. And that was scary to her. You know, it's funny because when I started this process of involving my kids in entrepreneurship, I thought I was going to teach them, right? I felt like when I started off as an entrepreneur, I wasn't ready. I hadn't been prepared for entrepreneurship. You know, I was raised very much, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a job, and hopefully you'll be successful. There wasn't that, or you pave your own path. I feel like that wasn't ingrained in me the same way that the traditional path was. So when I started this process, I thought, I'm going to give my kids, I'm going to equip them with the skills, with the knowledge that they need so that they can really pursue whatever it is that they're passionate about. And I will teach them finance, and I will teach them leadership, and I will teach them sales, and I will teach them marketing, and I will teach them all of these things. I hadn't really considered the fact that I was going to learn so much. And this is one of those first lessons that I feel like I really learned from my kids when it comes to work and building a business. And it's the fact that numbers don't matter the same way that we seem to think they do as adults. As an adult, I see YouTube channels that have thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of subscribers. And it makes my 15 seem insignificant, but it's not. Even one follower is one person who is out there consuming your information and interested in what you have to say. And it reminds me of a discussion I had on episode number 39 of the Familypreneur podcast with Mariana Ruiz. And in that podcast episode, we talked about the ripples of impact, how sometimes when we share our message, it seems like it doesn't hit anybody, it doesn't impact anybody, and if we hear crickets, or we think we hear crickets, then we stop showing up and we stop producing content. But the problem is that some of that impact that we're making is invisible, right? Like we think it's crickets, but it's just because we don't see it or we don't hear it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And this experience with Alana and her YouTube channel really taught me the importance of valuing each person. I mean, 16 people, that's a great group of people to impact. And those people could potentially share your message with other people. And that's how you start to gain a following, right? Because here I am with a YouTube channel of about the same size, and I'm not showing up because I don't think my impact is significant enough. And on the other side of things, my daughter isn't showing up because she recognizes that that impact is significant it is strong, and it is important. So I wanted to share this story with you because I'm guessing that there's something out there, some platform that you have you know, dipped your toe into. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's your Instagram page or a podcast or 
just blogging, maybe, I don't know what it is, but there's something out there that you've tried and you didn't see the impact. You didn't see the success. And so you stopped. I want you to know that there is invisible impact that exists and that your message is important and it is making a difference to those people who are following you Even if the numbers are in the single or double digits, it doesn't matter because you're making a difference. And when you stay true to yourself, it's going to cause the change that you want to bring to the world. So I really hope that you will join me in taking back control, right? To show up and to be visible on whatever platforms you want to be on and to just own it and know that your people are going to find you and they're going to consume your content and be impacted and positively influenced by you. But you have to show up first. Now, before we go, I do want to finish the story with a slight twist. Okay, so so there was a slight twist. I'm pretty tacky. I'm pretty good at technology. <laughs> But every once in a while, I just have like one of those bonehead moves, right? Like you do something and you're like, oh, why did I do that? That's exactly what happened to me a couple of months ago. I um, I had a an email account that I decided I, I didn't really need anymore. I was paying, you know, Google G Suite for this email account and I just wasn't using it. So I made the decision to cancel the account and take back my, you know, $5 a month. And I didn't realize until about a week and a half later that that was the email account that was tied not only to my YouTube channel with approximately 15 people, but to Alana's YouTube channel and her 16 fans. Gosh, let me tell you, despite not publishing an episode in a while, the tears, they were flowing. She was so disappointed, and I have to say, I don't blame her. We did not back up her videos. We did a lot of things wrong, right? Let's just be honest. I did a lot of things wrong. And we've had since then a discussion about how, you know, everybody makes mistakes, and we learn from those mistakes, and we're going to do things differently next time. And I'm really excited to use this episode to also announce that next time is now. We are launching Alana's brand new YouTube channel this week with some new video content, and she does hope to continue publishing content on a regular basis, but she is also seven, so we are not going to hold her to any unrealistic expectations. But I would love, and she would really love, if you would consider giving her a subscribe. She's really hopeful to get back up to that 15 subscriber mark. And of course, she'd like to get some additional followers beyond that. So if you've got kids who enjoy watching other kids play video games, specifically Roblox, she would really love if you would share her channel with them. That's all I have for you today. I hope that this story was fun. I hope that you took something away from it, much in the same way that I did. And next week on Monday, we're going to have our first Marketing Monday. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I hadn't really decided. See, I said I like alliteration. 
And I knew on Monday I wanted it to be about marketing, but I also thought, hmm, marketing minutes? Marketing minutes on Monday? And of course, my name's Meg, right? So Meg's marketing minutes on Monday. I think I'm just going to go with marketing Monday. So on Monday, you can join me for some marketing tips. We're actually going to discuss negativity in the newsfeed and how you can take back control of the newsfeed so that Facebook isn't a negative place. It's a complaint I hear a lot. A lot of people have issues with what they're seeing in their newsfeed, and we're going to talk about the ways that you can take back control of your newsfeed to make Facebook a place that you want to be, which is important if you're going to be marketing your business on Facebook, which you should be. All right. Thank you again so much. And if you are willing to give Alana a subscribe on her YouTube channel, just head over to alana.tv. That is alana, A-L-A-N-N-A-H dot T-V. You'll find the links and the show notes for this episode at megbrunson.com slash 56. Thank you so much, and I will see you next Monday. Bye now. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.